Young adults. A third voting rights movement was one in the 1960s to lower the voting age from 21 to 18. Activists noted that most of the young men who were being drafted to fight in the Vietnam War were too young to have any voice in the selection of the leaders who were sending them to fight. Some states had already lowered the voting age, notably Georgia, Kentucky, and Hawaii, had already permitted voting by persons younger than 21. The 26th Amendment, ratified in 1971, prohibits federal and state laws which set a minimum voting age higher than 18 years. As of 2008, no state has opted for an earlier age, although some state governments have discussed it. California has, since the 1980s, allowed persons who are 17 to register to vote for an election where the election itself will occur on or after their 18th birthday, and several states including Indiana allow 17-year-olds to vote in a primary election provided they will be 18 by the general election. Prisoners. Prisoner voting rights are defined by individual states, and the laws are different from state to state. Some states allow only individuals on probation to vote. Others allow individuals on parole and probation. As of 2012, only Florida, Kentucky and Virginia continue to impose a lifelong denial of the right to vote to all citizens with a felony record, absent a restoration of rights granted by the governor or state legislature. However, in Kentucky, a felon's rights can be restored after the completion of a restoration process to regain civil rights. In 2007, Florida legislature restored voting rights to convicted felons who had served their sentences. In March 2011, however, Governor Rick Scott reversed the 2007 reforms. He signed legislation that permanently disenfranchises citizens with past felony convictions. After a referendum in 2018, however, Florida residents voted to restore voting rights to roughly 1.4 million felons who have completed their sentences. In July 2005, Iowa Governor Tom Vilsack issued an executive order restoring the right to vote for all persons who have completed supervision. On October 31, 2005, Iowa's Supreme Court upheld mass re-enfranchisement of convicted felons. Nine other states disenfranchise felons for various lengths of time following the completion of their probation or parole. Other than Maine and Vermont, all U.S. states prohibit felons from voting while they are in prison. In Puerto Rico, felons in prison are allowed to vote in elections. Practices in the United States are in contrast to some European nations that allow prisoners to vote, while other European countries have restrictions on voting while serving a prison sentence, but not after release. Prisoners have been allowed to vote in Canada since 2002. The United States has a higher proportion of its population in prison than any other Western nation, and more than Russia or China. The dramatic rise in the rate of incarceration in the United States, a 500% increase from the 1970s to the 1990s, has vastly increased the number of people disenfranchised because of the felon provisions. According to the Sentencing Project, as of 2010 an estimated 5.9 million Americans are denied the right to vote because of a felony conviction, a number equivalent to 2.5% of the U.S. voting age population and a sharp increase from the 1.2 million people affected by felony disenfranchisement in 1976. Given the prison populations, the effects have been most disadvantageous for minority and poor communities. Duration of Residency The Supreme Court struck down a one-year residency requirement to vote in Dunn v. Blumstein, 1972, ruling that limits on voter registration of up to 30 to 50 days prior to an election were permissible for logistical reasons, but that residency requirements in excess of that violated the Equal Protection Clause under the 14th Amendment. Disability In some states, People who are deemed mentally incompetent are not allowed to vote. Voting rights specialist Michelle Bishop has said, We are the last demographic within the U.S. where you can take away our right to vote because of our identity. In the conservatorship process, people can lose their right to vote in 39 states and Washington, D.C. 
if they are deemed incapacitated or incompetent. In California, SB 589 was passed in 2015, which created the presumption that those under conservatorship can vote. Homelessness. In the 1980s homelessness was recognized as an increasing national problem. By the early 21st century, there have been numerous court cases to help protect the voting rights of persons without a fixed address. Low-income and homeless citizens face some obstacles in registering to vote. These obstacles include establishing residency, providing a mailing address, and showing proof of identification. A residency requirement varies from state to state. States cannot require citizens to show residency of more than 30 days before Election Day. The states of Idaho, Maine, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming allow voters to register on Election Day. North Dakota does not require voters to register. All potential voters have faced new requirements since 2002, when President Bush signed the Help America Vote Act, HAVA. It requires voters to provide their driver's license numbers, or the last four digits of their social security number on their voter registration form. This has been enforced. Special interest elections. Several locales retained restrictions for specialized local elections, such as for school boards, special districts, or bond issues. Property restrictions, duration of residency restrictions, and, for school boards, restrictions of the franchise to voters with children, remained in force. In a series of rulings from 1969 to 1973, the court ruled that the franchise could be restricted in some cases to those primarily interested or primarily affected by the outcome of a specialized election, but not in the case of school boards or bond issues, which affected taxation to be paid by all residents. In Ball v. James, 1981, the court further upheld a system of plural voting, by which votes for the board of directors of a water reclamation district were allocated on the basis of a person's proportion of land owned in the district. The court has overseen the operation of political party primaries to ensure open voting. While states were permitted to require voters to register for a political party 30 days before an election, or to require them to vote in only one party primary, the state could not prevent a voter from voting in a party primary if the voter had voted in another party's primary in the last 23 months. The court also ruled that a state may not mandate a closed primary system and bar independents from voting in a party's primary against the wishes of the party. Tushai John v. Republican Party of Connecticut, 1986 The Office of Hawaiian Affairs of the State of Hawaii, created in 1978, limited voting eligibility and candidate eligibility to native Hawaiians on whose behalf it manages 1,800,000 acres of ceded land. The Supreme Court of the United States struck down the franchise restriction under the 15th Amendment in 2000, following by eliminating the candidate restriction in Arakaki v. State of Hawaii a few months later. Current status by region. District of Columbia. Citizens of the nation's capital, Washington, D.C., have not been apportioned a representative or U.S. Senator in Congress. This is because D.C. is a federal district and not a state and, under the Constitution, only states are apportioned congresspersons. District of Columbia citizens had voting rights removed in 1801 by Congress, when Maryland delegated that portion of its land to Congress. Congress incrementally removed effective local control or home rule by 1871. It restored some home rule in 1971, but maintained the authority to override any local laws. Washington, D.C., does not have full representation in the U.S. House or Senate. The 23rd Amendment, restoring U.S. presidential election after a 164-year gap, is the only known limit to congressional exclusive legislature from Article 1, 8 and 17, forcing Congress to enforce for the first time Amendments 14, 15, 19, 24, and 26. It gave the District of Columbia three electors and hence the right to vote for president, but not full U.S. congresspersons nor U.S. senators. 
1978, another amendment was proposed which would have restored to the district a full seat, but it failed to receive ratification by a sufficient number of states within the seven years required. As of 2013, a bill is pending in Congress that would treat the District of Columbia as a congressional district for purposes of representation in the House of Representatives, and permit United States citizens residing in the capital to vote for a member to represent them in the House of Representatives. The District of Columbia House Voting Rights Act, S-160, 111th Congress was passed by the U.S. Senate on February 26, 2009, by a vote of 61 to 37. On April 1, 1993, the Inter-American Commission on Human Rights of the Organization of American States received a petition from Timothy Cooper on behalf of the Statehood Solidarity Committee, the petitioners, against the government of the United States, the state or United States. The petition indicated that it was presented on behalf of the members of the Statehood Solidarity Committee and all other U.S. citizens resident in the District of Columbia. The petition alleged that the United States was responsible for violations of Articles 2, Right to Equality Before Law, and 20, Right to Vote and to Participate in Government of the American Declaration of the Rights and Duties of Man in connection with the inability of citizens of the District of Columbia to vote for and elect a representative to the U.S. Congress. On December 29, 2003, the Inter-American Commission on Human Rights examined the information and arguments provided by the parties on the question of admissibility. Without prejudging the merits of the matter, the Commission decided to admit the present petition in respect of Articles 2 and 20 of the American Declaration. In addition, the Commission concluded that the United States violated the petitioner's rights under Articles 2 and 20 of the American Declaration of the Rights and Duties of Man by denying District of Columbia citizens an effective opportunity to participate in their federal legislature. The text of this podcast is sourced from the Wikipedia Foundation under a Creative Commons attribution, share alike license. The written text has been altered for voice presentation. To view the modified and original text versions visit thelegalpages.com. The content of this podcast is presented for informational purposes only, and is not intended to be legal or professional advice. The Wikipedia Foundation is not affiliated with this podcast.